My friend, the Reverend Casey Robeson, will lead us today in prayer. Good morning, New Bethel, Dublin. This is Pastor Casey Robeson on location on the campus of Southern Nazarene University in Bethany, Oklahoma. Today, I celebrate with you in worship and as I represent as the 22nd Senior Pastor of Camphor Memorial United Methodist Church, I just wanna bid you greetings and share a word of prayer with you. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to be found in your presence, God, alive and feeling God's presence as we share your word today. God, as we share in song today. God, as we lift up our holy hands and worship you today. God, we ask that you bless and consecrate this space, this hour, this season in our lives that we share the good news of Jesus Christ with all who would know him and the pardon of their sins. So God, as we hear your voice and God, as we pray for forgiveness and healing for those that need it right now, God, we speak this word in Jesus' name for the celebration of this day. God, in Jesus' name, as we lift up holy hands, in Jesus' name, we pray. As the body of Christ says, amen, amen, and amen. My friend, the Reverend Ralph Hawkins, joins us in scripture as he leads us in the reading of the 23rd Psalm. Grace and peace to you, friends in Christ. My name is Ralph Hawkins, and I am the pastor of Northminster Presbyterian Church in Macon, not too far away from you. It's an honor to play a little part in your worship service this morning. I've become a recent friend of your pastor. We share a seminary in Columbia Theological Seminary in Atlanta, and we've been introduced through a mutual colleague, and it's been a pleasure to meet him and befriend him and hear about your fellowship here at this wonderful church. I'm honored to read the classic psalm of the Old Testament, Psalm 23. So listen for what the Spirit might say to you afresh today through the words of the beautiful prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks be to God. The Reverend Antonia Coleman is a friend of New Bethel. She joins us online from Chicago for Bible study, book club, and worship services. Reverend Coleman is a recent graduate of McCormick Theological Seminary, and I'm pleased to announce that she will be teaching parts of the upcoming Real Women of the Bible Study series that will start on August 4th. There's a word from the Lord today, 
And I am so pleased to introduce the Reverend Antonia Coleman, who will grace us in a sermon entitled, A Conversation with Psalm 23. It is an honor and privilege to join you today in worship. I bring you greetings from the First Church of Deliverance, the Spiritual Church of Love and Faith, where the pastor is the Reverend James R. Bryson, Jr., and the founder is the Reverend Clarence H. Cobbs. I want to thank my pastor for allowing me to tape in our sacred space today, and thank you, media team, for uh, coming out to tape me for this particular project. Pastor Marvin, Thank you for this opportunity and entrusting me with this moment. Before I get started, a small point of interest. I self-identify as an eco-womanist, and perhaps one day we can have a complete conversation about what all that entails. But the long and short of it is, is that I view the text from the intersection of ecology, black woman joy, and my social location. With that in mind, shall we begin? Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and Under with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary, all for you. Do it, God, for your glory. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. I am yours in the name of black Jesus the Christ. Ashe and amen. <clears throat> My first encounter with Psalm 23 was when I was 10 years old with the younger brother. In telling my maternal grandmother that he and I uh, walked two miles to a church member's house after school because I didn't care for the after school program my mother selected. She asked if I knew the 23rd division of the Psalms. I did not. She found a receipt, instructed me to write it, placed it in my Holly Hobby wallet and memorize it. With that sacred memory alone, I find this text comforting. She and I bonded over this text and many others. Psalm 23 is well known and beloved by all walks of humankind. There is a certain level of knowing of we from post-modernity approach this text. It is of consensus that David was a shepherd of his father's sheep. It is also consensus that David is the author or composer of this song. 
One commentator suggested that David was a narcissist, considering himself as Lord of the sheep, and wrote this as a gathering song to the sheep. And another commentator says that David was thinking of the Lord while tending the sheep and compared himself to the Lord, God Adonai, as shepherding the sheep. Now let's be clear about something. Sheep are not dumb. Sheep, however, are a prey species as they have no means of defense other than to flee or to be protected. Sans a shepherd, they do not have, they do have a social order, but there is still no true bodily protection and rams are fodder for lions as well. Aren't we like sheep? and that we stand under the shadow of the wing of the Almighty? Do we as believers yield to Adonai's power and surrender to the will of this eternal wonder? Don't we as believers have the opportunity to shepherd others who either don't know or are faint-hearted? In the tradition of my birth church, I will shepherd you through the balance of our time together led by the prose itself. For this text, I prefer the King James Version for its phrasing is beautiful that woos me to trust Adonai even the more. Verse one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The superscription here is the thesis to the passage. It simply states that fact that Adonai is the provider and there is no lack. <clears throat> Have you in your lifetime experienced this? Have you known the Lord to be daily bread? Psalm 37:25 says that one has been young and now they are old and they have never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread, right? How can we shepherd others to know and feel that their needs are met? Not that every whim is satiated by, uh, by the element, not that every whim is satiated by the elementary needs, right? How do we face children who live in areas of food insecurity and blight that the Lord is their shepherd and they shall not want? Let's go further. Verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. To lie down in green pastures and led by still waters signifies to me at least comfort in beds and homes that comes with a peaceful sleep. How do we comfort the homeless with these words when their sleep can be interrupted by a well-meaning person giving them something that they weren't given the dignity to ask for, be arrested by police for loitering, or harassed by ill-mannered pranksters? Still waters, right? Raging waters are only fun for thrill seekers, and still waters are not stagnant. They move effortlessly and bring peace. For Flint, Michigan's water is still chaotic. 
the Navajo's water is still being siphoned away, and the Palenque peoples are forced off of their water table that has sustained them since they fled from slavery. How do we shepherd the still water to people who those waters are yet chaotic? Verse three, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Adonai restores the soul to receive a refreshing, but what kind? The kind that is found in the righteousness of God. Now the word righteousness does not speak to right and pious living, no. It speaks to the justice and the access to civil rights for all who have a soul. How have we shepherded people through the wilderness and stand for a justice that is restorative and reparatory? Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That 10-year-old me with my little brother walked for two miles through gang-infested and drug-imported streets of the south side of Chicago. Who here has even, has had or even lived through a valley experience? Valley experience of cancer, valley experience of drug addiction, valley, valley experience of mental illness. Who have we shepherded through these things and shown them how not to be afraid, but trust in the one who said that they would never leave us nor forsake us? Finding comfort in the rod and the staff. The staff serves to bring back and the rod serves as a defender. How have we been shepherded how have we shepherded a defense for the least of these? And how have we shepherded people back to an understanding of the one who loves them? Not with the eye of pity, but at the uh, honor of allyship of God's justice. How have we done this? Now we love verse five. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. To be fed, blessed, rewarded, in spite of the damage done to our hearts, in spite of the nose that combat us, in spite of the calamity around us, in spite of the self-doubt and self-sabotage, in spite of it all, we get to sit at a table that is bountiful, colorful, rewarding. Who from the margins of society have we invited to receive this anointing with us? And who have we from the margins shepherded to the overflow of the cup. We really love verse six, with head bowels, bubbles, and spirit-filled quickenings. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It is restorative to know that goodness and mercy are my rear guard. 
even through valley experiences, goodness and mercy shall follow. Through the war-torn war streets of Chicago, they have had my back. Through whatever challenges life may life at you, they have your back. How many people are we sharing the goodness and mercy with so they can have access to the shepherd we lean and depend on? Can't we all dwell in the house of the Lord no matter who we are, who we love, how we love, and how we identify? Do the others on the margins need our permission to gain access to the freedom this masterpiece prose suggests, or are we the shepherds of Jeremiah 23, causing them to scatter, run from the church, feeling lambasted by the church, rejected by the church. Woe, as the text says. Woe to you who do that. You have a special place in the Netherlands for doing so. Psalm 23 had saved the 10-year-old me and encourages me now. I have been surrounded by shepherd mothers, shepherd fathers, and shepherding non-gender conforming individuals, and I pay it forward. You who are listening and watching, I invite you to inquire of Pastor Marvin and New Bethel of their shepherding practices. I am certain that they will lead you to the one who is indispensable a constant companion, a guide, and source of provision. Hopefully by now, Pastor Marvin has placed a lower third of his contact information. And as I leave you today, I leave you with this. I pray that the Lord goes before you to make your way safe, easy, successful, productive, peaceful, prosperous and abundant your way. May, sh may goodness and mercy follow you and may you find comforting in the shepherding call of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, for life, health, and strength. I thank you, Lord, for saving my life and bringing me to this point. I thank you, Lord, for all of the people who have an opportunity to watch this moment. I ask you, Lord God, that there, if there is anyone who does not know you, and if there is anyone who wants to chase after you, I ask that you lead them to, um, whether they are in Dublin, Georgia, East Dublin, Georgia, with Pastor Marvin, or here in Chicago with us for First Church of Deliverance. As we join together to lift your name on high, I ask that you continue to go before us and let goodness and mercy be our rear guard. It's my constant and earnest prayer. In the name of black Jesus the Christ, I pray, Ashe, and amen. Amen, thank you and blessings, Reverend Coleman. And now for our benediction, a covering from God until we meet again. Lord, thank you for being our shepherd. Lord, thank you for protecting us. Lord, thank you for all the friends that have joined us in this service today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say, amen. I can hear the Lord saying I'm a 
right here. And God says, whatever you need, it's in the room. Saints, remember there are three ways to give to New Bethel. You can go online to our website, nbcdublin.com, and click on our gift button, or you can text to give by texting NBC150 to 888-364-4483. Or you can give by mailing to Post Office Box 1690, Dublin, Georgia, 31040. Bless you, and thank you so much for giving to New Bethel.